It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, and welcome to the last show of Journey into Passion with Anike S. on Everyday Folks Radio for the year 2018. Thank you for tuning in at this special time. It is now 11.30 a.m. on December 15th, 2018, and I am your host, Anike S. This show will return in the new year, beginning on January 19th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with a brand new season of shows, and I will be answering the question that I posted on my social media, what is 335? 2019 is the reality, realization season. That's what we're going to start calling it. We will begin with, by dealing with what is causing our pause and how we can get to the point of pushing play again on our journeys towards realizing our passions. Now, just to let you know, today the South Florida Writers Association will host an afternoon of poetry, books, and fashion for writers and others, which is open to the public from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Chico's at the Falls at 888-888-888 Southwest 136th Street, Miami, Florida, 33176. You can see more on my social media, including my Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash journey into passion with Anike S. Now, of course, during each show, I always hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged as we all continue on our journeys into our passions. I hope you'll hear something that will challenge the way you normally do things so that you'll go from working on your passions to realizing them while learning some valuable life lessons along the way. Remember to catch up with Everyday Folks Programming at www.blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio, including BJ Speaks show, and keep up with the ladies of Keeping Up With K-Pop that airs every other Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have an encouraging hour coming up today for our conversation with author, speaker, life coach, podcaster, and show host, the inspiring Anita Washington. Even after years of living with physically and emotionally abusive family and being told that she will not make it in life, our special guest, Anita Washington, beat the odds and earned her Master's of Education in Guidance Counseling and the Master's of Business in Administration and Contracts and Acquisitions. She is also the CEO and founder of That Anita Lives, LLC. Anita is the host of the TV show, That Anita Lives, and the Emotional Happiness Podcast, which provides a platform for women and, I've noticed, for men, too, to learn, laugh, and, more importantly, heal emotionally by learning from the challenges and successes of others. A former school and community agency counselor and creator of the 7-Step Method, Anita has helped guide people from the ages 11 250 through their own life issues, personal transformations, professional endeavors, and so much more. You can find Anita Live, you can find Anita on thatanitalive.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by going to at thatanitalive. If you have any questions or comments for today's broadcast for Anita or myself, please call 347 347- 539-5372 and press 1 on your keypad when you're ready to ask your questions or pose a, pose a comment. Or post a comment. You can also send an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. And if you're on the phone now, just press 1 when you are ready to join the conversation. All right. So let's welcome Anita Washington. 
Anita, how are you doing? Hi, Anika, how are you? I am great. I have been looking forward to this conversation. I'm telling you, after I read that book, I said I have got to talk to her. <laughs> got to talk to her. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for sharing your platform with me and having me on your show. Excellent. Now, in thinking about this title, Family is Not Everything, at first I wasn't yeah. sure what to expect or if I would agree because of my own <laughs> life experiences, right? But when you mm-hmm, consider mm-hmm. the horrors of growing up in an abusive household and protecting your peace, all of a sudden I said, oh, wait, 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 she has a point. <laughs> she got a point. <laughs> right. <laughs> so tell us, tell us about the, the experiences that led you to writing this, uh, this incredible book. There are two main experiences, and the the first one I would say is because I really grew tired of and wanted to make a, a, put a stake in the sand to ask people to stop family shaming others, especially during the time of year where it's holiday season or summertime where the emphasis is placed on spending time with, with your core or immediate family, your biological family, because you never know what situation you're sending them back into. There's research out there that proves that that childhood trauma and child abuse does not just stop in childhood. It it continues in a person's life on into adulthood. So Mm -hmm. when somebody tries to keep someone in their comfort zone because they grew up in in a healthy family, what they're doing is causing more harm to the person that they they don't know what situation they're sending, sending them back into. The second Mm -hmm. reason is because, um, really, I was at work one day, and we were all, you know, everybody in their own cubes performing their tasks, and we're laughing and talking across the cubes. But this one particular coworker was really down. She was in a low spot. She was constantly complaining. Now, everybody in this situation is grown, okay? I'm not talking about any children. She had children right. of her own at the time, <laughs> okay? But she was constantly <laughs> complaining about the fact that she, her father didn't love her. He wasn't spending time with her. Now, she had younger siblings that were still in the house. The father was working multiple jobs. There's a lot going on in the family. But she wasn't seeing herself as progressing through life. She still wanted to have the same relationship with her father she had when she was a child. And I just very flippantly said, girl, please, if you want to talk about whether or not your father loves you, I can tell you by the time my father tried to burn the house down with us in the house. So hush up all the noise you got back there and pass it that paper off that printer. We got we got work to do. And I really said very 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 flippantly. But what I noticed, Anike, was one by one, the people that sat around me in that area started coming to me with their own stories of trauma in their families. And it would be like when I was exiting the building or out in the elevator lobby. It was, to, it, was, it was always someplace that they felt they could catch me and be alone, like just for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. They would yeah. relate to it. And then they, what they were really searching for was how did you get to the point to where you could express it and laugh about it? Like how did you right. heal through that process? Because I still hate my father or I still hate my brother or I, I, my mother and I still do nothing but argue all the time. And they wanted to know, how did I get to that spot? So in order to be able to share that, I put the process into a book, really. And that book was the first one, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage. That's clearly, and it's a free download. It's, it's the seven-step process. But the, the people that didn't know me that began to read that book started asking me, sending me reviews and questions in your email, tell me more about your story. Mm-hmm. So ergo, here comes the second book that says family is not everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And it's just it's such <laughs> a powerful thing because when I read the book, you know, there's a lot of things that, that went through my mind because I thought, okay, yes, this is for the people that have dealt with uh, emotional and physical abuse and how they can overcome it, how they can, how they can start to live again, how they can, um, like you said, minimize their mess and maximize their own happiness. And that is one thing. But then as I started to read it, I started to think, 
hmm, this is also, I caught on to the life mapping. That's why I called this show Life Mapping to Freedom. <laughs> I caught on to that particular uh, method because I thought this really is great. It's a great relationship to, our, to the show as we talk about journeys because, you know, some people, there are all different kinds of journeys, and we, we can't get to that point of true happiness and where we really want to be unless we start dealing with some things. And so I love the idea of, my, of life mapping. So please tell us about life mapping. Life mapping is the first step in the seven-step process, and it's where you sit down with a worksheet, and you begin to think back through all of your experiences. There are various things that you can use for triggers to try and bring your memory back so that you can include as much as possible. Um, some use the school that they attended for each grade. Some use just the age rangers. Others may use even the addresses because they moved around so much. And then in addition to that, I have them write down everything that they can remember about that particular age range, what hobbies they had, extracurricular activities, who were their primary friends, who were their babysitters, who they spend the most time around. I go into the very minute detail for each age range because once you can identify the event that caused the limiting belief, you can unlock the hold that it has on your life. Step one and step two are very closely related because step one, life mapping, is your past. Step two mm-hmm. is your present because what you're doing step two is a lot of writing and journaling about what you're currently doing in your life now. All of the mm-hmm. various decisions that you make throughout the day, the color that you choose to put on that day or, or chose not to put on that day, a color that you don't usually buy. Some people don't buy stripes and prints. Why do they not buy stripes and prints? Uh, um, there was one lady that I know of, uh, I, when she first moved in to a condo, I gave her a plant. And she was like, mm, no, maybe you can take that back because all I'm going to do is kill it. I said, you haven't <laughs> been in, the, in this condo 15 minutes. How can you tell me you're going to kill a plant already? It actually <laughs> linked back to a Girl Scout project that she had where later on she found out both she and her mother <laughs> had been watering the plant. The mother watered it because she thought that her her daughter's too young. She's not paying attention. She's not going to water it. I just need to do it. And the daughter was paying attention. And so together, they killed the plant. But what she internalized was that I don't have a green thumb, so I could never keep a plant. Right. The journaling and connecting it back to the events in the life map really unlocked that for her. And you can do the same thing with the events and the limiting beliefs in your life. Right. Now, when people were asking you how in the world did you go from where you were to where you are now, would you, were you, did you use that process for yourself, the life mapping? Yes. I, later in life, I did. But, yes, I reached a point where I hit a plateau because I am task-oriented and accomplishment-driven. And when I hit a plateau, it's like, okay, wait a minute, something is wrong. I climbed to a certain point in my life, but then when I hit this this one particular ceiling, I couldn't get over it. Mm. I was very frustrated, but to figure out why, I started taking my own advice. And I sat down and went through a lot of these steps that I had walked my clients through previously. And it unlocked a lot of limiting beliefs for me and helped me, you know, move past whether it was the uh, six-figure salary or changing from one career to another or moving from one state to another. It helped me overcome the limiting beliefs that I had. Right. One image that stands out when I read your book is that young girl running in the night after being abused. And I can imagine you're trying to figure out where in the world am I going to go right now? I don't know where I'm going. I know I can't, I just can't, I can't be back there. I don't know where I'm going. So I'm just trying to figure, was that the beginning of your finding your own strength, just being, being able to physically leave? Was that, 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 was that your beginning? 
being able to physically leave, meaning when I left to go run out into the night or when I mm-hmm. left to go to yeah. college? No, when you <laughs> ran out to the night and you, and you ran away from all that uh, pounding that you were receiving from your brother. No, I think that was that was more of, because I, I, in my book I also talk about, in the seven-step book, I also talk about the four stages of emotional baggage. And right. I, I think that was more so of the formative stage because I was running mm-hmm. and just trying to get to someplace safe. And then it was right. repetitive. It's not like it's a one-time event. It was, it was constant right. and repetitive. So I think mm-hmm. it was more of the formative stage and where I was going through mm-hmm. all of the experiences that would form the beliefs and the behaviors. Right. Right. Now, for those who haven't read the book yet, I'm just talking about the instances where she just, I just, I can imagine just you're waking up out of your bed, all of a sudden your brother's pounding on you, you just, all this physical, emotional abuse that's, that's happening. I just, I'm thinking about that person right now that's listening to this show that may be going through that at this point, having, still having dreams of where they're going to be in the future, but dealing with that right now and thinking, I don't know if I can get there. Talk to that person. I say, yes, you can get there. And there are, there are thousands of us that have. Though we stay quiet because we're not connected. And the people that buy into, all, you know, the cheer for the holiday and the smiling to take the picture to make everything look right is the top layer. Right. And the top layer, you know, like like in the high school cafeteria, all the popular kids get seen. Mm-hmm. Well, first I would say consider the stage of life that you're in. Because if you're still a child or a teenager, then you're considered a minor. And mm-hmm. your choices may be very, very limited. Mm-hmm. What I would say to that person is, one, two begin to uh, document what is happening to you in journal form, not like one, two, three, you're keeping a record, but in journal form so that you can begin to release emotionally. And journaling is not subject-verb agreement. It's not perfect penmanship. It's just you in your emotion writing whatever comes to mind. Mm -hmm. The second Mm -hmm. thing I would say is as soon as possible, find yourself an FOC. In my book, I describe exactly what an FOC is, a family of choice. It is a family Mm -hmm. that is a a healthy family that you have access to. No family is perfect, but they are healthy and strong in all the places that your family is weak because that's going to give you a balance, and you can begin to witness what true love is, what unconditional love is, what conflict resolution Mm -hmm. is within a family unit. And you may just have to learn it, see it, become exposed to it and hold on to it in your heart for right now because it may not be something that you can exercise in your own household. The third thing I would say is no matter what your belief system is, whether you're a Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, Jehovah's Witness, doesn't matter. Whomever you see as your creator within every major denomination or religion, there is faith. Get into whatever your book is Book of Mormon, Bible, Quran, whichever. Get into your book and learn faith and begin to build your faith with your creator because you're going to need that. When you get to a point, you have to make a decision, them or me. Mm. Because if you continuously go back to these people and you tell them, when you do A, when you say A to me, you are hurting my feelings. Mm -hmm. And I need you to discontinue that behavior. I need you to stop saying those things to me. I need you to stop telling me nobody else is going to love me because I know that's not true. I need you to stop telling me I will never be able to get a college degree because you don't know that can't predict the future. But if that person continues to pound that psychological abuse, that emotional abuse, that physical abuse upon you, and you have to hold on to it in your heart, until you can break away. Somebody that's older, that has the choice, can take a lot of what I mentioned for the person that is still the minor, but your choice is now because you are an adult. And you do have the choice to get up 
and walk away. You can take care of yourself. Some women stay because their partner is the breadwinner and they don't think that they can make it on their own. That is a limiting belief. You can make it on your own. Back during the 80s, there was a show on television called Kate and Allen. Oh, Oh, yeah. Was yes. still on, it was still on television because it was two moms who had gotten divorced that decided to live together because their the, the city in which they lived was too expensive for them to live alone. Right. You got to become creative, but you mm-hmm. can get it done. And I know yeah. a lot of people will say, well, for the minor, why didn't you tell them to tell someone? We have been telling minors, children and teenagers, to tell someone for decades. It is not working. Mm. So, wow. yes, if you are a minor, I, I don't uncheck that box. Tell, I tell somebody and keep telling somebody until something happens. But most of the juveniles that I counseled broke my heart when they said, well, Miss Washington, what is the point in telling somebody? I got to go back into the same situation. Mm. So I found in my practice that it was better for me to empower the person sitting in front of me than for them to try and transfer their responsibility to another individual. Wow. Because okay. the adults in their lives just <laughs> Wow. Just kept just say, that say that 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 deserves <laughs> repeating. Say that again, please. It it just it 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 was so disappointing over and over and over again. When the juveniles that I was counseling would tell me, Miss Washington, why should I tell somebody? They're just going to send me back into the same situation. And I found it more helpful. I found it better to empower the person that was sitting in front of me than to try and get them to transfer the responsibility to the, to another individual. It mm-hmm. just is not working. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. That is powerful. Now, some people may be thinking, okay, this is great, but why should I listen to her? I know she had this situation and everything, but why should I listen to her? So against all these odds that you went through, you went to college, you earned two advanced degrees. How, so walk us through your journey and how you got to this point. Well, as a child, with, my father was a homicidal alcoholic and where not only was he – not an available father, <laughs> physically or emotionally, because he was drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. He also mm-hmm. tried to burn the house down three times, which is where the homicidal piece comes in. When you add wow. to that, the brothers, brothers that I had, they were very emotionally and physically abusive. Mm-hmm. So while people are saying, well, you just got to get good grades in school, and you just got to, they had, they knew it. Because I grew up in a very small town. Everybody knew everything. They knew what was going on. But looking back, I believe they felt like they were doing the right thing mm-hmm. by minding their own business because everybody's got problems. Mm-hmm. From there and where I, like you said, went to college, earned two advanced uh, degrees, two master's degrees, all during that time period, I'm being told that I could never attain that type of success, that I could never buy a house, or I could never have initials behind my name. I could never, all the while I was still doing it. And the keys to me doing it are in the seven-step process. And one of the things that was powerful for me was the FOCs, because when I would be around other families that were healthy, especially during college because I went home for college very rarely and then when I went I never spent more than 48 hours I was mm-hmm. I was in and out and out of the of the town very quickly and being around these these other families exposed me to the experience of being in a healthy environment with other people so that I didn't take the negativity that I learned into my college environment, my work environment, into my adulthood, my 30s and my 40s. It was, it was so powerful for me. So you should listen to me, not only because I have the situational experience 
of experiencing and seeing it from the view of the victim. But I also have the clinical experience where I was a counselor that counseled minors and juveniles and adults. Mm -hmm. I have that educational knowledge. So Mm -hmm. you can really say that I've I've lived in this world, this is what I do from a 360-degree angle. There is nothing that you can bring to me or say to me that I have not either counseled somebody through or experienced myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That is powerful. I love that you wrote in your book, It's Time to Soar. I talk about that on, on this show quite a bit. And many people that are listening, that may be going through such a tor- tormentous time, they're thinking, I just want to make it. You know, at this point, I just want to be able to keep my head above water. How in the world can I even think about having the ability to soar? So how did you have just have that mindset, I can not only make it, but I can soar? Because, because of everything that I was exposed to. Even though I was exposed to it, say, in my younger years, and I had encouragement from elderly people that were in my life, and it didn't click for me until I got older, it, seemed, mm-hmm. it, it clicked for me at just the right time. Mm-hmm. Because when it got to a point where I looked at one at life and was like, well, wait a minute, this is all there is? Right. Those things began to play back in my mind, and I remembered what I had been exposed to and what I had been told by people that were members of the FOCs or people that were teachers. Like one of the activities in every chapter, behind every Mm -hmm. chapter in the book, there was a lesson to learn, an activity, a technique, and an affirmation. One of the activities that I walk women through is called the the father collage, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. if we learn to gather all the pieces of positivity we had in our life, instead of staying stuck in the victim role and replaying all of the negativity, that's the foundation for us to, to plant our feet and begin to soar. Yeah. You keep your head above water. You keep your that. head above with, with just the foundation. Right. But once you put together that father collage and you start to pull together all the positivity that you have, it empowers you in your self-esteem. It empowers yeah. you in your courage. And as, as things come to you that you would like to go after that would put you in a place of soaring, your self-esteem and your courage is built, and you go after it. Wow. Yes. Now, remember, if you have any questions or comments during today's broadcast for Anita or myself, please call 347-539-5372 and press 1 on your keypad when you're ready to ask a question. If you want to call now, just press 1, and I will definitely get you on the line. I'm also watching the email at anikpassionjourney at gmail.com. And don't, don't worry if you don't have time to call or ask your question during the show. I'm always watching my email after the show. Okay, now we mentioned those seven steps, and there's I, ugh, 32 minutes left in the show. There's so much more I want to ask you. So, Miss Anita, I'm, I'm going to ask you live on air. Will you please come back to finish this conversation because we're not going to get finished today. <laughs> of course, anytime. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So we're going to touch on three of the, of the, uh, the steps. We're going to touch on more on another show. Uh, we touched on life mapping, which to me, uh, that's my favorite. But celebrating self. Talk about – because – when you talked about, and I have to go to this because you said something that was so powerful about celebrating yourself. Let me go to my notes. You, you said, oh, celebrating yourself, you write that the importance of emotional health is as, wait, all right, okay. Important, oh, celebrating yourself is as important to our emotional health as food and water are to our physical health. Why is it so important and in addition to that, you say that it has to be, when you celebrate, it has to be something invigorating that you've never done before. So I thought that was interesting. So talk to us about that. 
invigorating and never done before because once you continue to do something, you form that pattern, it becomes maintenance, and it doesn't make you feel special anymore. It, it doesn't give mm. you the, the giddiness. For instance, I can use having your nails done as an example. Some women get their nails done every week, every two weeks, once a month, but that is now a maintenance routine. When you go to get your nails done, it doesn't give you butterflies or make you feel giddy. One lady chose hang gliding. Another one chose zip lining. <laughs> you can see how those activities, <laughs> as a first-time experience, can be very, very heightening. It can put all of your, yeah. your nerves on, on fleek. As they say. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can look back you can you can look back at that that picture, that video, that experience and say, Hey, I did that. Again, that's more that adds to your foundation that makes you stand taller, that helps you soar. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. Because we, we just get so, so stuck in the mundane every day, and we think, oh, these little nice things that we're doing for ourselves, oh, that's really nice. I get my hair done. I get my nails. That's, that's, that's nice. I, I feel good after I get my hair done or whatever. But you, you, felt, you felt that good last week. You felt that good the week before. You felt that good. <laughs> and it's like, when do you start feeling awesome? When do you start feeling amazing? <laughs> you know? So I love that. I love that. Gratitude and giving back. Now, somebody who is just going through absolute hell trying to gain a sense of normalcy is saying, what in the world do I have to give? What do they have to give? Time, attention, Mm -hmm. love, all those things that that don't cost anything. You could go down to the the local mission or to the local social services department and ask them where in the city where you live are volunteers needed. You, you can stop by, I'm sure, any house of worship because they are always oh, yeah. begging for volunteers. 20% of the people yeah. do 80% of the work, so they are always right. begging for volunteers. And you can always go mm-hmm. by. And it, What that experience does is it, it, it keeps you in a very humble place. Yeah. But it shows you yeah. But you don't have to have money. You don't have to be perfect to help mm-hmm. somebody else. That what yeah. you have to give is priceless. You and just have to be absolutely. open enough to give it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I talk about just knowing who you are and how important that is. You have to know who you are before you can... I just think that's so important before you can actually start helping other people, start doing things, and start going on your journey towards realizing your passion. It's so important, overcoming things. You have to know who, who am I in this. And so in the second chapter, you talk about how to uncover, uncover the happier you in your seven-step uh, method affirmation. And you talk about becoming self-aware, quote, becoming self-aware will empower you to realize your priceless value, as you were just talking about. And you go on to say something that fits right into one of, your main mes- one of the main messages of this show is that your personal flow of authenticity and creativity will start to spring out of you. And I'm paraphrasing now. You'll begin to believe that you'll have the self-confidence that you can achieve your dreams. Because you have, it starts, you know, you, you, who you are and then that belief system. And so that, I think that's just awesome because the, it, becoming that self-aware. So talk about self-awareness. Self-awareness is key because once you know yourself, and I'm not just talking about, oh, yeah, on the surface, mm-hmm. the things you do or what your favorites are. I'm talking about everything that's, that's deep and underneath. When you can say, exactly why you made a decision when you know where your baseline is and you don't as an introvert you don't push yourself over the limit in social in social activities or as an extrovert when you've gone too far and it seems as if it's attention getting behavior versus you just being yourself right 
when you know yourself, you can you can care for yourself better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. When you know yourself, you can you you know exactly what it is you have to serve the world with. Mm-hmm. And those things, they're key in their first. You know, once you heal, and then you know all of those limiting beliefs are broken down. In that process, you get to know yourself. When negative thoughts come to mind, you can alienate that negative thought, connect it to the limiting belief that used to exist, but no, but you know now that it's not true. Right. And and move on in creating, you know, this, this picture that we all have as our ideal life, our best life now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. That that ideal thing can really trip us up, you know, because we had that, okay, this is exactly the way this is supposed to happen. I'm supposed to do this step, that step, this, and it's supposed to go just this way. And when it doesn't, all of a sudden we think we failed. <laughs> it's just like, no, you didn't. You just go, you just go on at it a different way. But the destination is, is so important, but you just, mm-hmm. oh, I just failed mm-hmm. because it's, it's not happening just the way I thought it was going to happen, <laughs> you know. I, I love that. It's like, no, it, that's life. Just get to the destination, you know. And right. And I just, I love that. I love that. And it, it reminds me of how you were talking about being stuck at the window and watching other people living these great lives. <laughs> and then right. Right. you discover, right, and you discover that you're looking in the mirror and you have everything you need. <laughs> It's right in front of your face to transform we, your we life. Do it, we do it all the time with uh, driving or getting to physical mm-hmm. destinations. If you get out there mm-hmm. on the highway and the route that you plan to take is blocked because there's an accident, you don't just right. turn around and go yeah. home and, and never try to get back to that destination again. You pull out that mm-hmm. atlas or you pull out that GPS <laughs> and grab that phone. Right. <laughs> you, right. You find a, a different route to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the beauty of it, really, because if you think about it, and everything, is, if you, everything just works the, the, way you, the way it's supposed to be, like in your mind, it's, you're supposed to go this, that, 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 this, that. A lot of times, if you end up going a different route, you start discovering new things. And all of a sudden, your your mind starts to brighten, and you start to realize there's more things that I can do. You know, I, right. I, I love that part of it too, because all of a sudden, I say, "Oh, wait a minute! <laughs> I didn't know I could do this." <laughs> you know, I now would have never discovered it had I not gone over here. And so, like the lady I love that, that. The, the the hang gliding. Now, mm-hmm. I don't ever see me grabbing a <laughs> grabbing a hold to a to a hang glider. But to stand on the ground and to to watch her to to have her identify that ninety days yeah. before, and then to drive out there, stand on the ground and watch her actually hang <laughs> zip wow. line or hang glide was. I mean, it was yeah. powerful for me because it's like, yeah, you did that, you did that, girl. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. So I, you know, I I think about myself doing things like that, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? I am at the point in my life where I say never say that. I can't never say. But, I mean, you know, that, I might. That may you know. not be your thing. It, it may be totally something else. For some people, it may be yeah. traveling out of the country for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we still absolutely. have people that. I'm in the D.C. area, and we still have people. We're a, a big metropolitan area, and within mm-hmm. 15 minutes, you could be in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. Right. But we have people that have lived in their quadrant in D.C. their entire lives and never been to mm-hmm. either Virginia or yeah. Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that next big that? step could be... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, say what you're going to say. That next, that, that next big step could be just going to the next city. And yeah. I, I knew a woman that, um, military wife, 
always been the submissive wife, lived on the base. Everything they needed is on the base. And she was terrified just to drive from the city where she was located over to the next city, 40 40 miles away. But she was terrified to do that by herself. Wow. Wow. And don't you think when you start venturing out, outside your little box, outside your little world, you start to discover more of who you are in different situations. Every day. When you start getting into different situations. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I want to touch a little bit on your show, That Anita Live, which can be found on YouTube at TV, and you also host the Emotional Happiness Podcast. So I'm asking this, this question is for me personally. Why is that Anita Live? Why did you choose that name? The that is special because that's one of the ways that um, an elder in my life that was very important to me would refer to me when I was little, my grandfather, one of my grandfathers, and how okay. all of his grandchildren would be out in the yard and doing various things. He would That one? No. I don't know what that one says. I'm not responsible for what that one says. I don't know. I don't know. Or it could be something like, mm she quiet. That one is quiet. Leave her alone. Um, one of the examples that I share in the book is my grandfather owned a farm. My grandparents owned a farm. So out there mm-hmm. running around, there were cows, chicken, horses, corn, eggplant, beans, whatever. Everything, right? Um, mm-hmm. And my grandfather was a mason. He was very respected in the community. And a gentleman came by one day with a horse. There were, there were probably seven, eight kids out there playing in the yard. And he stopped and he mm-hmm. said, hey, hey, Mr. Harvey, do you want to see if your grandkids want to ride the horse? So, of course, all of my cousins started jumping up and down, yay, yay, me, me, me. One by one, they went, because uh, the driveway was probably a quarter of a mile. And they went down the driveway and back. Each child down the driveway and back. And I just was kind of sitting back on the ground in the grass. Couldn't have been any more than seven or eight years old. So it's not like I had a car to go to get down into the ground to sit out. Right. And in my adulthood, thinking about it, I can see my grandfather looking at me thinking, now what is this one going to do? And I sat and just watched and, and my face is always on frown. It's, it's, I'm thinking, but a lot of people, when they see it, they just think that I'm frowning. It's a thought mm-hmm. process. Go down and come back. And when finally the last cousin was coming back, my grandfather looked at me and he says, you going to ride? And I said, mm, no, no, I'm not riding that horse. He said, oh, okay. The man said, well, Mr. Harvey, do you want me to stop when I come back by? See if she wants to ride then. And my grandfather said, no. If that one tells you no, it's going to be no when you come back. She's not changing that amp. So with him, you know, even when we would go to the butcher or to the candy store, and they would say, well, you know who on that one is, right? That's Mr. Harvey on right there. That one, that one, that one. So when it came for me to name my show, I just, <laughs> just took upon the that in hopes that I would continue to bring <laughs> that part of my personality forward uh-huh. to share with others. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> and you also host the Emotional Happiness pod- Podcast. And yes. why the emotional happiness? Because that's, a lot of people look for happiness externally. And they think if they buy more things, if they add more things, if they just find the right person, they can be happy. But happiness starts from within. It's an emotion that starts from within. And once you become self-aware, you know yourself well enough to make yourself emotionally happy, it unlocks the key for you to live your best life. Mm-hmm. And what I share on the show, because what the podcast is, is the audio version of the show so that people that right. don't have time to sit in front of a 30-minute video can listen on the go via mm-hmm. podcast. And mm-hmm. I highlight not only uh, mental health experts, therapists, psychiatrists, life coaches from, from every walk of life and every experience to be able to help people 
I also spotlight, I want to say women, but the guys have been reaching out to me now a lot, <laughs> which is, which is right. great because it's so hard to get men to talk about their emotions. But I right. spotlight people that have been through devastating circumstances to share their tips and techniques for how they were able to uh, rise and live a relentless life again, how they were able to, to grab the pieces back and put their life back together so that they could move on. Yeah. Yeah, I watched one of the shows, and, oh, forgive me for getting his name. He had in the hat. He was, he was so funny um, that you had in his show. Um, speaking of having men, um, you had a great conversation. And, oh, I can't remember his name. But he had in the hat, and you were, it was just so funny. You, you said you told the audience to get ready when you were talking to him, and uh, it was so I, funny. That, that, had to be, that was Sinclair Caesar. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he's very, he's, he's very well known. Uh, I say here in the D.C. area, probably also internationally, because he is his personality is electric. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. If if being uh, covered by light bothers mm-hmm. you, Sinclair is going to change that for you totally. <laughs> Yes, watch that episode. I'm t- yeah, watch that episode. I'm telling you. It's, yeah, he'll make your day. He will make your day. And, you know, I just, um, one of the things I know that it's so difficult because on your show you deal with a lot of mental health issues and you talk to people who have been through just the worst of it and how they come, you know, how they've overcome it. And so I'm, when you, when you sat there listening to some of these stories and through an interview, was there any interview where you thought, okay, just breathe, Anita, <laughs> just breathe, because it was, it was really tough? Um, no, not yet. Not yet? Hmm. Not yet. Interesting. Because I've had domestic violence, molestation, rape, and people hear these subjects and they think, oh, my God, they're so, that's so heavy or that's so hard or those, those subjects mm-hmm. are. But I'm not, I'm not, we're not discussing it like it's being played across the television on criminal ID. You know, I'm talking to people who have healed from these circumstances. So when we talk about it and the sharing is done, we're in a very light mood. We're sharing, we're laughing, we're telling you the details so that you know what the person went through and can relate. But we also give you that, that wonderful ending and you can look at the person there in the video and see they're not crying. Yeah. They aren't falling right. apart. They can tell their story with strength and courage. Yeah. And you can one day do that very same thing. Yeah. And that's what I liked about the show. Because at first when I looked at it, I thought, I looked at the lineups and I looked at the, the titles of the story, I thought, hmm, I don't know if I want to watch this series. But then, just as you said, I said, oh, well, wait a minute. This is a, there's some lightness here. <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh, right. God. You know, so heavy. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. So, what I I wanted to bring that up because for those of you who will be looking at those titles, don't be scared. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not all. It's not gonna bring you down. At all. It's gonna. At it's gonna all. lift you up. It's gonna lift you up. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there. All right, now I'm going to ask you my Oprah question because I, I love my Oprah question. If you had a conversation with young Anita that was dealing all, walking back to the house after running away, and if you could talk to her, what would you say to her today? Wow, what would I say to young Anita? Um, I would tell her going because in the darkness she would find her strength Mm. you don't understand it right now but keep going Mm -hmm. wow Um, Wow. and probably take more risk earlier in life Mm. Mm. okay wow all right. All right. Now, um, you talk about, of course, 
a lot of people think about abuse and they think about parental, but you talk about sibling abuse. And so if you had a chance to sit down with your brother today in a safe space, would you do that and what would you say? Would I do that? Probably not. But if I did, what would I say? Um, I don't have anything that I would say. Because mm-hmm. if everything that I've shared and said up to the point that we were still on speaking terms made no mm-hmm. difference whatsoever, and it didn't, I would not put any more energy into changing that person. All of my energy is into growing and maturing myself. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So many of us, especially those who have big hearts and are giving, put too much energy in trying to tell somebody else that person is who they're going to (laughs) be. I love that. I'm serious. It's it's exhausting. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Speaking of Oprah, uh, what did she say that Maya Angelou taught her? When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Believe them the first time. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I, I mean, listen. I'll put myself out there, been there, done that, and learned the lesson. <laughs> so, and it's, it's fabulous when you learn it. Oh, my goodness, eight minutes left. This is, this is going by way too fast. I have 20,000 more questions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, my goodness. I want, okay, I want to get some things in here for the people that are listening. Okay, so I was listening to your interview on the Black Author Network, and you mentioned um, there was a there was a, um, a series happening. I, what was it? It was um, you're going to be having a tour. Is that did I hear that right? There are um, a few breakout sessions that I am going to facilitate, but not necessarily a a tour. Oh, when she called it the the Black Author Network tour, the blog tour that I'm a part of that she sponsored. Okay. Okay. And that interview was a part of that tour. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure everybody knows what's going on with you, what's what's going on, what's happening with you. (laughs) I want to <laughs> make sure. And so tell us all the places we can find Miss Anita. You can find me online, of course. The home spot is com, my website. And on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all under the same handle, that Anita Live. There are TV episodes, the podcast episodes, and on my website I also have a media page. So if you would like to listen to other interviews that I've done, they're all posted there. Okay. All right. All right. The book, Family is Not Everything, How to Minimize Their Mess, Maximize Your Happiness and Enjoy Emotional Breakthroughs can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookstore, barnesandnoble.com. Pick up your copy. It is not just for those who are going through this emotional and physical abuse. It is for, for everyone who has gotten to the point where they need to figure out how they can Get past the pause. We're going to talk about that in the future. Push the play push the play button on your life again. Get past the pause. What is that thing that's stopping you from moving forward? Um, the life mapping. I encourage you to do that life mapping. Get out. Um, there's a link in her book to it. Um, get, get the link. Do it. Do the seven steps. The seven steps are amazing. The book is amazing. I I'm going to put all the information. Don't worry. You know me. I put. I. I have you. 
all the information will be on my social media. So don't don't be oh I have to I have to remember all this. No, you don't. I got to on my social media www.facebook.com slash journey into passion with an EKS. I will have all the information there because I really believe in what she is saying and just the, the, the wonderful information that she's putting out there. And she's going to come back on the show. That is Anita Washington. Miss Anita, we're down to the last five minutes. Do you have any final thoughts? My final thoughts to people that are listening to this episode If I had to give you any advice moving forward, it would be at your truest core, the deepest point within yourself, to thine own self be true. Because no matter from what perspective you look at that statement, emotional, mental, physical, or financial, to thine own self be true. You can't give anybody the best of you if you're constantly pouring out, at some point you have to take time to replenish yourself. And emotional healing is one of the ways that you can replenish yourself so that you can give the world your best, but also you can live that ideal life that you have in your head. Awesome. Oh, this has been a great – I knew this was going to be a great conversation, and you did not disappoint. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. You are going to be back. Um, we're Journey and Passion with Anita S. Will this is the last show for 2018? But next year, Anita and I are going to be we're going to be talking, and we're going to have her back. And um, actually, there's going to be a couple of things because what you're saying and what you're doing fits in line with what I want to do next year. So we're going to be chatting uh-huh. about that, Miss Anita. We're going to be chatting. <laughs> to get this you let going. me know anytime. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, once again, I want to have all her information on my social media. Get that book, Family is Not Everything, How to Minimize Their Mess, Maximize Your Happiness, and Enjoy, and enjoy Emotional break, Baggage Breakthroughs. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, it's there. You can get it. Remember to catch up with everything on Everyday Folks Radio Programming, www.blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio. You know Dr. Billy Jones has his BJ Speaks show. Keeping up with the ladies with keeping up with K pop are on there too. Myself Journey to Passion with Nikki S. You miss any shows during the year? Catch up with it. Go to the website and check it out. I have other amazing guests just like Miss Anita on my shows. And of course, you know you can go to www.facebook.com slash journey to passion with Nikki S and www.nikimadison.com. Once again, I'm going to be returning in the new year on January 19th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a host of brand new shows. And I'm going to be answering that question, what is 335? Be looking for my, my new book that's coming out very soon. Um, it's been a little bit delayed, but it's coming. Caregivers, I got you. It's coming. 2019 is the realization season. Realization season. We have been together for almost three years now. Time to start realizing things. And Miss Anita is going to be one of the people that's going to help us go over that, go, go past the pause, push play, and, and start realizing it. She's going to be one of my subject matter experts in this area. We are going to have a blast, I can tell. Well, listen, have a merry, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and self-care, self-awareness, you know, don't forget that. Don't forget self-care is so important, especially during this time of year. During this time of year, you might want to take a little time to rest, recoup. That's what I'm doing. And then hit it full force in 2019. And Miss Anita is there for you. That Anita Live, I'm there for you. We're not going anywhere. You know, you can go on our social media. We've got inspirational things for you all the time. We want you to win. We want you to win. Got a couple more, couple more weeks in 2018. It's not over yet. Go for what you know or rest. Either way, go for it or rest. Either way, just know that it's time to start realizing our dreams and our passions. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate Anita. I appreciate all of my guests who have been with me throughout the years. I, I appreciate life. Appreciate life. 
and you will appreciate your journey towards realizing your passion. As always, I wish you great success on your journey into your passions. Take care. Miss Anita, if you're still there, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yes, life mapping. We got this. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just so excited. Check out the South Florida Writers Association, an afternoon of poetry, books, and fashion for writers. It's happening today. Have a great weekend, folks. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.